Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is about to get weird, according to Marvel's Elaine, Contessa Valentina, Allegra de Fontaine, Val, if uh, she isn't in the room, of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And we're going to break down what the hell she meant by weird, because there's a couple big ways that it could go now based off of how exactly she was meaning that. I'm Eric Voss. With me today is an amazing Rogue Theory panel, uh, including our good friend, Marina Mastros. Welcome back. Hi, I'm back. And guess what else is back? My uh, old lady chair. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know if that was a large green Muppet that you were just standing behind <laughs> I mean, it might as well be. The last time I was on, I was in this chair and ev everyone on the internet was like, why do you have this old person chair? And I was like, not everyone has nice new furniture, internet. <laughs> <laughs> Some people can oh. hand me down furniture. And their fancy gamer chairs. Yeah. This is made of wood. I can't scoot it around. <laughs> yeah, it's bolted to the floor. It's not going <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, also with us, the co-host of the Film Philosophers podcast, Eddie Villanueva. Welcome back. What is Yay! up, guys? I am actually sitting on an Ikea chair, just so we're hey, you know, you getting things out of the way. So Practical I, I even put it together myself. <laughs> oh, Good man. Oh. Uh, and returning guest comedian, Matt Acevedo. Yay! Hey, everybody. I just want everyone to know on the record that my chair is, uh, I don't actually know where my girlfriend got it from, but it's here. So. <laughs> ah. And it's right around. <laughs> We love and Matt. It's we cursed, love Matt. Probably. <laughs> Someone gave it to your girlfriend. They're like, good, she has it now. We're free. <laughs> the, curse is right the curse has been transitioned. <laughs> I got to really uh, take care of this then, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Or it will take care of you. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> I can't oh, hurt a ghost. <laughs> you really can. No. You just punch through them. Yeah. Um, the uh, peek under the hood here has to go around Robin. Oh, Kelly's yeah. makeup chair is what I am sitting on. Oh, my God. And wow. uh, often I leave it in this room and she's like, I have to do my makeup. I'm like, but I need it for my YouTube thing. <laughs> she takes it and you <laughs> sit on like, the floor and you like it. Yeah. That, that's she's when you like, turn the camera on and start doing squats for the next video. Yeah, there you go. Actually, uh, for an upcoming episode of Fitness Origins, I do have to squat while doing work. I have to like simultaneously do my workouts while I do my job. It's not going well. That's, uh, that's, people clicked on this to learn about Falcon Winter Soldier stuff. <laughs> so let's get to it. Uh, so in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier finale, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine told John Walker, quote, things are about to get weird. And that's why we need a U.S. agent, not a Captain America. I don't know what that line means. I have some ideas, uh, but we do know all kinds of weirdness is on Marvel's horizon. You know, things like a secret invasion, a multiverse event, a possible Dark Avengers forming a, some supernatural shit, maybe, from those witches over in Westview. So I want to know what you guys think. What do you think Val meant by weird? Okay, um, I have probably the most wrong and least popular um, idea, <laughs> so I'm going to go first. Um, as emotionally, I want it to be witch stuff, because um, that's fresh in everybody's mind. It's happening right now, and um, it's really interesting because we have a lot of characters that are in motion that they could use... Um, to be to just like intertwine universes and it's all here on this planet you don't need to go anywhere else to sure. kind of like get things too crazy um so that's like my official answer but my least my less popular answer that everyone's gonna hate is that the the thing that she wants right is like think about this world we've had thanos everybody got zapped 
the thing that this world is was dealing with is just that there's extraterrestrial beings. They don't like us. Okay. And everyone is gone. We dealt with that for five years. Then as soon as we got to this like utopia state, again, I'm not like endorsing Thanos' plan or anything, but things were like going, they're coming together, right? They're like, okay, everybody, we might as well just all move into one apartment together and share. It's fine. And then boom, everybody comes back. Like that's Mm -hmm. enough of a conflict that I feel like, yes, we have the multiverse. Yes, we have like everything else going on, but that's really, really complicated. And so I think it's most realistic. And what the show has shown us that they want to do so far is to just stick with earthbound geopolitical interpersonal conflict, things Mm -hmm. that have to do with countries and borders, things that have to do with um, extremist movements, right? Political stuff. And that's more than enough. And she's still, that's why she's like, I don't need Captain America. I don't need mm-hmm. an official, right? A government official to be going around doing basically political and international espionage mm-hmm. is like my take. And now that's like the storyline version of it. But for the show, which is like less fun, but, but for the show, you can take intercontinental, international, geopolitical stuff and just run with that season after season after season if you want to. And you don't have to touch other things that are really complicated, like mutants and any of that stuff. You can just keep doing that storyline as long as yeah. you want, essentially. So, Marina, you're making the case that things are already weird, which They're I totally agree weird with. Enough. Yeah. And, and for a season two of Falcon Winter Soldier, we could just live in that weirdness as it currently already yeah. is. Yeah. Just yeah. please stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to. That's all we're saying. <laughs> That's it. That's all we're saying. Eddie gets I, it. I, I, I think one of the biggest things that we need to recognize is, because for me, this question isn't as easy. I have my theories, but one of the biggest things that I just need a little bit more information on is like, what iteration of of you know Val are we seeing in this particular uh, mm. um, you know universe right mm. now are we yeah. seeing when she's still with shield and has somewhat of loyalty to that is what is it when she's madam hydra is she you know there there's several different iterations but i i would i would personally like to see the uh the opportunity for val who seems to be working with somebody else um have somewhat of a connection to the power broker and ultimately kind of begin to uh, fine tune out that gray area for John Walker and whomever else they get into it. So when 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 she says it's going to get a little weird, I'm hoping it's going to move towards you know ultimately like mutant territory or mm. uh, in an arena of things that we have yet to see because they've been kind of under the radar of what's been going on or they've been part of experimentation things that Hydra has done things that you know other people may have done. We've seen you know we got to re, uh, revisit with the Super Soldier Serum. So if that, which we've thought had been gone for all them years since Cap, uh, with the revision of that back into the MCU as it being something viable, and we don't know if all of them were destroyed. We know one John Walker found. One is still out there. Yeah. Exactly. There's still a lot of questions in that arena. And I feel like we need to start pushing, or at least Marvel needs to start pushing into the arena of we need to start getting at least a toe into that mutant territory. We need to start at least tiptoeing into it, if not mm-hmm. gently, start giving some type of, you know, recognition that there are others that are not like everybody else. I like um, the idea that we're the ones pushing. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not Marvel, it's us. It's like us on the show. Like we're guys, we gotta get in gear. We really gotta I mean, start come pushing on. them in this well, direction. Yeah. 
we like are the listen. tail wagging the dog of Marvel. Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say, <laughs> side note, it was something that Marina had mentioned. Totally unpopular uh, opinion, but yeah, for some yeah. reason now, I need to see Jerry Seinfeld in the MCU. Like, just plain and simple. Like, uh-huh. like maybe on stage, like, what's the deal with plain food? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, have him Something go Something in-based reality, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's going to be the new Stan Lee cameo, just coming in every movie. He's like the milkman or something. Like, exactly. You, know, you forgot your milk, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> is that like, Jerry Seinfeld? Like, Elaine! <laughs> no, my name is Val. Oh, sorry. You're just... Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I really so. like both of these theories, and and I think where I part of me thinks that it's like... I kind of think it's going to be a little bit, it's like a combination of all of that. But I think because there is no shield right now, um, there isn't like a, a, a force that's, you know, like that or um, a, 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 a entity that is kind of dealing with these kind of out things that regular like UN wouldn't deal with. Right? right. I kind of think it's going to be along the lines of them dealing with these kind of border things. But I think she might be like establishing kind of like a newer shield for now. Um, I think she's mm-hmm. in that early phases. She's might taking on mm-hmm. the role of Nick Fury. So perhaps she's in contact with Nick Fury, uh, who's over with the scrolls right now. And um, and maybe maybe like she's trying to thinking more outside of like we need to like be kind of like representing like any like these threats coming from you know beyond our borders. Like like what mm-hmm. is policy amongst every like you know we already know like the Cree and everyone already have their own policy. Like how do we get involved with these next steps? And part of me feels like she's tr- she's trying to work you know as her own you know, uh, organization to open up those boundaries, uh, to open up those conversations to these extraterrestrial beings and such. When she strolled into frame, it did kind of feel like Nick Fury at Mm -hmm. the end of Iron Man, you know, she does seem to match sort of what Nick Fury was to the MCU of just, there's this shadowy organization behind the scenes who's putting a team together and they kind of seem to be working within the the confines of the law and the government, but also seem to know things more than your average politician would. Yeah. And they don't have to wear yeah. uniforms or ties or anything. Yeah. Just wear their cool trench coats. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, obviously the line itself, if you're just looking at how it was intended, I think the writers just view that as a big punt. Like they mm-hmm. they know that things are just going to get weird. <laughs> but it's like, it's more interesting to see why does she need John Walker, US mm-hmm. agent, as opposed to Captain America. So it seems like there's some kind of like political agency to that. That's why I think Secret Invasion makes sense there. Yeah. Like that's because it's who do you trust uh, right. and in a world where no one can trust anyone having someone who's untrustworthy, but you could also make the case that, yeah, you need someone who can be a beacon of trust in that world. Well, not to mention also the opportunity of emphasizing the need for us as the fans to have some kind of neutral sympathy for John Walker, as opposed to Mm -hmm. many people who are like, oh my God, this guy is horrible, blah, 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 like hating on the character and ultimately the actor as well. We've talked about this before. I really feel like this was also an opportunity for Marvel to kind of turn the page a bit and say, hey, we're going to see John Walker again. He's going to be back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just keep a smiling face and look out for him, you know. Can can I ask you guys, did that work for you? A bit of a side note here. Uh, did that work? Like, was that moment enough? Or, or John Walker's redemption of saving the GRC politicians. Did you feel like... Are you ready to like him or get behind him morally as a character after that? You know what? I I I bought it. I was like, give it to yeah. me cash. I'm paying cash. I bought it. Give it to me. And I ate it all down. <laughs> it was great. So after the Infinity Saga, which is just like moral um, black and white, this is good. This is bad. I I legitimately out loud watching that, I was like, <laughs> 
<laughs> because mm-hmm. they're they don't really do characters who are like murder someone in broad daylight and then they go to the trouble to try to redeem them like disney doesn't do that and mm-hmm. the fact that they did i was like okay like this is complicated yeah. now. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the Winter Soldier was that story, right? He was a yeah, murderer. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't have a choice. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not the same thing. So after uh, he confesses to Mr. Nakajima that he's the one who killed his son, he said in that moment, you know, why did you do it? And he says, I didn't have a choice. And to me, that's not moral ambiguity. That's moral clarity. Like if someone mm-hmm. forces you to do something and you don't have a choice, like he's not guilty. He might feel bad and he does and he should or whatever, but like, he didn't have a choice. Other dude had a choice. He was like, I'm a, I'm going to slam this guy with this shield until he's dead. <laughs> and then when he's on the roof, again, he has another choice. And I liked it because, to answer your question directly, Eric, that's how human beings work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. we make decisions that are good. And then the next day we make a decision that's shit. <laughs> yeah. We go back and forth and you can't just write people off. But the fact yeah. that Disney is doing this is like, mm-hmm kind of blowing me away well it's 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 disney starting to step out of their comfort zone within not just marvel itself but in movie making uh especially since they've acquired all the rights to most of the fox properties you know they're gonna have to start traversing into areas they're not comfortable with and when we all saw that scene where john walker's like laying down the shield and essentially like i'm more than certain he probably cut that guy's head off but you know he's just he he destroyed him that was whole new territory for disney and mm-hmm. so creating an arc where you're going to have somebody so far gone willingly, not like Buck, but willingly, right. kind of like what Marina was saying, you're creating an even much stronger hero arc if this person does come back to become something more than what we left him at, when he left us as. I, I, I totally agree with, with both Eddie and Marina on this. I think that it was definitely, it, it's complicated. And I, I mean, geez, that's why we like Star Wars. Like, it's, it's. You know, they're 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 not they're a balance of like they're both good and bad. It's like ah, they're mm-hmm. complicated, right? But with what I think to answer your question, Eric, I think the show. I wish I had spent a little more time. Like I think the show, pers- on a personal level, I would have loved. And this is actually rare because I feel like superhero shows tend to go too long. But in this case, I kind of wanted like at least one episode or two episodes more of seeing him kind of dealing with that, processing that. Yeah. Because um, it did feel mm-hmm. a little quick to me, but yeah, uh, sure. I did buy it. I did buy it for sure. Um, uh, but I would have liked to see him struggle with that a little bit more. I yeah. I, I didn't. So for me, I, I bought it, but I still gritted my teeth because after the whole season of this guy becoming something that we were meant to be, you know, against and, and just totally, yeah. I bought into that fully the entire season. And right. when it came down to this, like, I'm willing to forgive him, but not quite yet. I'm willing to accept to see what his future has. But the actor played such a good role in this that he made me like just cringe every time I saw him on screen. So I, I liked the effort. I bought into it, but with hesitancy because of the fact that I want to see how they return him back him to the MCU. Eye. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's crazy because I was thinking like part of me why I bought into it is, is seeing who Lamar was as a person and John visiting Lamar's parents and everything. Mm-hmm. I thought that cause Lamar, man, I was talking, I was talking to Katie, my, my I was talking to my girlfriend about this. And like we, when, he, when Lamar, I, I just loved that his performance. I loved his character. Yeah. I was like, man, this is great. And when they're in the bar, I was like, Oh no, they're going to kill this guy off. No, <laughs> don't, don't do it. But like he, I feel like that was like the heart. That was literally like John Walker's heart, which kind of like made me understand why, 
not understand. Like, I don't think you should ever result to extremes. I think any extreme, you know, extremes are bad guys. You know, I don't like, know, Matt. It sounds like you just endorsed his murder of that. <laughs> no, I was just guy. gonna say. No! Just, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you just said it. You can't take every it out cosplayer now. with the shield is gonna find their own person. So <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think that like you know, Lamar was just such a. I I I can see like he was just such a pure. Mm-hmm. great good person who was yeah. really just trying to make a difference and trying to help someone and it was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and like ah and that was like his rock man Lamar he was, was his like, grounding rod if you will yeah. like he, he was essentially his uh, you know john's grounding rod keeping him just focused and 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 intending on just finishing the mission uh reminding john of how good of a guy he was now that you remove that grounding rod Anything is is fair game to John because there's no nothing tethering him to kind of reality to you know the bare minimum. Interesting to hear you guys uh, weigh in on this, um, and I think this is the general opinion of a lot of people who are watching the show and, and fans of it. Is like, yeah, that's what the show wants us to feel redemption for this character. But I also kind of agree with the sentiment that it was just rushed a bit too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just to see uh, Sam and Bucky now joking around with John Walker afterwards, patting him yeah. on the back, saying yeah. he really quoted mm-hmm. Lincoln, like. Man, this yeah. guy just tried to kill you uh, yeah. yesterday. A bunch he tried of times. to murder you. Uh, like, just at least be like, dude, no, don't talk to me, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it just felt a little too, it, with the six-episode series, yeah, you do yeah. have a time to explore moral complexities in a show like The Sopranos or Breaking Bad, where it's like five seasons of seeing someone's, like, moral descent. Right. Yeah. And even yeah. by the end of those shows, you need to see those characters die. Like, you aren't on their side. They're despicable people. Yep. Uh, by the end I, I just feel like the way episode four kind of framed that ending of the blood on the shield it's like this character's beyond redemption yeah so mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. when to have that redemption kind of happen almost off screen just feels a little like feels yeah. a little unearned uh there's no judgment for john walker at the end when he's just like i'm back baby i'm yeah. back like it's there's like no there's no space nothing. for like for for recognition of like okay he understands yeah. what he did was wrong he's willing to make it right he wants to work towards it it's just like he did something wrong, went away, came back with a new shield, and now he's back with the group. It, it, it just, it kind of didn't feel right. But I'm not saying he's beyond redemption. I think that is an interesting conversation. When are we ready to talk about whether characters are redeemed? I think the more important conversation in the immediate stance is when are these people going to get justice for the shit they do? But hey, it is weird either way, and maybe that's yeah. what Val meant by weird. This yeah. whole situation yeah. is weird right now. You're a weird, walking weirdness, and that's what the world pre- yeah. needs right now is walking weirdness. <laughs> he, he is. He's essentially a walking contradiction because of the fact that technically he should be away on the raft for life because of what mm-hmm. he did. And yet now he is carrying a mantle of a somewhat hero to this organization, whatever Val is representing. And so we're having this moment where the gray area is expanding for what is uh, what is exemplified as a hero and what is exemplified as a villain. So mm-hmm. I, maybe that's somewhere where she's going. Yeah. Maybe we're overthinking this, guys, because Blade's <laughs> coming up, and there's going to be vampires, so there's probably going to be werewolves and a bunch of monsters, and we're going to get, like, monster version of the Howling Commandos. Maybe that. <laughs> maybe we're just overthinking it. And this is Rogue Theory. We overthink everything. <laughs> everything anything that, that involves Blade, I'm in. I'm in. This is a place where we overthink stuff. All right, I'm going to award some points for you guys, because talking about what Val meant by weird, you came up with some good theories here. So, Marina, I'm going to give you a point for your witch's take, uh, because I think that is a truly rogue. You get a point for that. I'm, yeah, I yeah, award yeah. you no points for your rational, plausible theory that she may just be referring to the weird geopolitical situation. That is... 
an accurate assessment. (laughs) (laughs) This is probably what she meant. Um, Matt, you you brought up the idea of uh, kind of extraterrestrials that she may be kind of linked to our extraterrestrial cosmic uh, outgrowth. So you get a point for that. Uh, Eddie, I'm going to give you two golden sparkle bucks for mutants because yes, we need to get mutants. And I do see a world where using having a John Walker as like a mutant hunter or a mutant mutant tracker downer could be useful. All right, so we actually have some thoughts about a possible young Avengers member, but first, a few words from the folks who helped us make Rogue Theory. Quick reminder, actually, to check out our two Winter Soldier-inspired shirt designs, neither of which I am wearing right now. I'm wearing a High America <laughs> shirt that you can also get at NewRockStarsMerch.com alongside these much cooler shirts, one for uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier, uh, Anarchy Assembled, another Falcon Winter Soldier design uh, with Zemo as a puppet master. Uh, but supplies of certain sizes are running out on uh, both of these designs so they're about to be retired back to the blue dungeon along with the other previous designs so if you want to get these shirts you got to move fast check them out and all kinds of other great merch at newrockstarsmerch.com uh but this episode was sponsored by better help is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals better help will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist who you can start communicating with in under 48 hours it is not a crisis line it's not self-help it is professional counseling done securely online there is a broad range of expertise available and the service is available worldwide you can log in to your account anytime and send a message to your counselor you'll get timely and thoughtful responses plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room better help is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available better help wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com slash rogue, that's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for our Rogue Theory audience. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash rogue. Uh, also, some friends at Blue Chew sponsored this episode. Blue Chew has a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no doctor's office or pharmacy trips. It ships right to your door in a discreet package. You sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you receive your prescription within days. Their licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength and if you hate swallowing pills good news blue chew is chewable just like it says in the name so if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information and we've got a special deal for our audience try blue chew free when you use our promo code rogue at checkout just pay the five dollars in shipping that's bluechew.com promo code rogue to receive your first month free and we thank blue chew for sponsoring this episode and we want to thank upstart for sponsoring this episode so if you dread looking at your credit card statement every month Upstart can help lift that weight off your shoulders. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a professional loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. Unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and your employment history. That means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. 
With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash rogue theory. That's upstart.com slash rogue theory. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information that you provide in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash rogue theory. All right. Let's talk about uh, the Young Avengers in the MCU because the Falcon and the Winter Soldier introduced us to Eli Bradley, grandson of Isaiah Bradley, the uh, Isaiah Bradley, of course, the original black Captain America. In the comics, Elijah Bradley becomes Patriot, a member of the Young Avengers. Now, when it comes to the Young Avengers, we've also been introduced to Billy and Tommy in WandaVision, the Young Avengers Wiccan and Speed, respectively. Hawkeye is going to introduce us to Kate Bishop, and Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania next year will introduce us, or really reintroduce us, to Cassie Lang as stature. Uh, but now that we're starting to get all the pieces together, I want to know from you guys, what do you think the MCU's first firm step will be in establishing the Young Avengers? That's a great question. Uh, I guess I, I, for me, I kind of want to talk initially um, about Elijah because uh, I, I think that he might be the one to start it off, um, but I don't think he would be someone to get powers. I just feel like it's really... It's like a real gray area in the show after what uh, Isaiah went through and, you know, and, and, and all that. I feel like it would be really strange for him to kind of take the serum and stuff like that. So I kind of think he's going to go down like a Sam route. Uh, and I mm -hmm. actually think Sam might be the one to reach out. Like maybe he wants to help him make a difference. And I, I think Sam might be the one to start a program. I don't know where White Vision is, but I feel like Vision might be the one to head this. Um, because in the yeah. comics, Vision is the one who starts the Young Avengers. Because uh, if the Avengers aren't there, he's like, well, we should have some some kids prepared, right? So I kind of sure. think Vision yeah. might be the connector to all of it. Um, but yeah, I, to start it off, I don't think I don't think Elijah is going to have powers. He's going to become Patriot, but just without the superpowers. And through you know, Multiverse of Madness, we'll find uh, Billy, uh, the twins, you know, and then in Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. You know, I actually think Kate Bishop might be the the leader of the group yeah personally mm -hmm. um but then uh that's how they're kind of going to come together is through this program vision might lead it but i think uh I, this might be super crazy but like i think it's going to lead into i need um i think it's going to be the secret invasion that's going to kind of like kick it off and it's going to oh, yeah. introduce possibly teddy uh teddy ultman right mm. hulkling um and he might be like the one that gets them to like act and you know get them together like they need to like maybe help him or something like that yeah i think I so I, I think we've gotten clues here and there when it comes to uh young avengers i think we're gonna get a lot of uh here and there meetups but i don't think we're gonna get a fully formed team until we see uh or until we've established uh kang the conqueror in the universe yes. the mcu um mm -hmm. you know because obviously kang the conqueror is a very important part of the young avengers and when we get King the Conqueror, obviously Reed Richards and the Fantastic Four is not going to be too far from that, if not probably before it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I ultimately think we won't get an, an actual appearance of the full Young Avengers team probably until, you know, we start seeing more and more established MCU films come down the pipeline. Yeah. So probably in about a year or two. Tying it back to something I said earlier, uh, since we don't know if that was the last of the Super Soldier Serum, um, there could be an opportunity. Obviously, we know uh, mm -hmm. Eli Bradley, Elijah, uh, at the early point of his career with the Young Avengers, takes pills to essentially mm -hmm. become Patriot. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so right? yeah, mm-hmm. so I, until he gets that blood transfusion, um, I really feel like that's going to tie into him eventually finding those spells. I feel like we may see a, a, a glimpse of that, if not in Hawkeye, hopefully within some of the first uh, glimpses of uh, you know whatever we have coming down the pipeline that has him yeah. in it. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think the the fact that we just saw Eli Bradley, he kind of looks like a kid who is ready to step up into the Young Avengers role as opposed to like Billy and Tommy, which seems like kids. I feel like they would recast those characters after Multiverse of Madness. So I wonder if Eli Bradley, mm-hmm. however he gets his powers or whether or not he gets his powers, could be the gateway into whatever the uh, Young Avengers ends up being. So in the comic books, um, Elijah gets his powers from taking mutant growth hormone, right? Like, and he gets in trouble and they're like, don't do that. The drugs are bad. Um, and I, I think that could be a little bit like after schooly special of like drugs are bad. Mm-hmm. Like, you like, don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's a little too, and plus it's in the comics. We already kind of know that. And Disney is doing a great job of taking what's in the comics and changing it enough mm-hmm. so that it's new. So you, you don't just sit down in the theater and go like, Oh, I read this. It's exactly the yeah. same thing. Um, so we don't know, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, which I usually am literally always wrong about all this stuff, but we don't know how super soldier serum, um, if it makes you sterile or not to be, not to be uncouth about it or whatever, but in the comics it does. And that's why, um, in other words, Elijah exists because, um, his grandfather got the super soldier serum after he had already had his mom, right? So Isaiah has kids already, then he gets mm-hmm. the serum, then Elijah comes after that. And so Elijah mm-hmm. is like a normal kid with no powers. Mm-hmm. But in this version, right, in the MCU of TV shows and movies, not the comics, I don't know if we've directly dealt with sterility in in the super soldier serum. So it's possible if they, I don't know. I mean, you guys tell me if we have or we haven't. No, there's like hardly any uh, sex at all in the MCU. Yeah, right? It, what if it didn't make you sterile? Like, what if you're just super, right? And you can still have kids. And so what if he got the, because we haven't, I know for sure in this series, like they did not go detail by detail of the sequence of like, he got the serum then he went to go rescue his friends. Then he was in prison. Mm. Like, we don't really know the exact order. So he could have been given the serum. Go back for a quick rendezvous with his wife. Pump out a kid or two, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then all the and other. There. Yeah, a little something on the side. A little afternoon mm-hmm. tonight. Delight. Um, and then and then he goes off to save his friends. Then he gets in prison. Da, 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 da. And also, they still have conjugal visits in prison. Like, it could have happened at any point. And now think about this. <laughs> I don't know if Isaiah would get a conjugal Uh, visit. They kind of denied him all kinds of things. Okay, it's fine. (laughs) Or he could just like break out of the wall, punch out the walls and be like, I'm going to f***. Because he's super by then. He's super by then. He's like, you can't stop me. I'm going to go f***. Okay, so um, let's just say it doesn't make you sterile, whatever. He has his daughter who then has his grandson. Now, think about this. If you're Isaiah's daughter, okay, and Isaiah's grandson, you go through life knowing that superpowers ruin everything, right? So if you're his daughter, and let's say theoretically you had, you did get superpowers, I would hide that shit. Same with mm-hmm. Elijah. So what if he has superpowers this whole time, but because of his grandfather and his experience and his 
absolute dedication to not sh- letting anybody know that he has them. He raised his family the exact same way. And they're all just having powers. And they're like, nope, I'm not going to do shit with this. It's like mm. in The Incredibles when they make him run slower Slow, or whatever. Slower, yeah. <laughs> slower, slower. Yeah. Um, make it close. <laughs> make it close. Make it close. Yep, exactly. Uh, because, again, with the additional layer of, like, you're black in America during this time of turmoil, I wouldn't want to draw attention to myself, right? Just And yeah. with the additional layer of your grandfather having had that history. So then when then that could be the origin of the young avengers is what if they already have these powers they all know that they have them but the young avengers is just them coming together and admitting to each other into the world that yeah we have these abilities but we've been hiding them because shit we saw what happened with everybody else we got thanos we got a bunch of bullshit right we don't want to do that so they kept it on the low until something triggers them to really show their stuff I think that makes a lot of sense, Marina. Uh, and uh, for bringing sexy back into the MCU, you <laughs> are right. getting two golden Yay. sparkle bucks. You did it. Let's <laughs> talk it about sex, baby. Upside in down, kisses in the rain. Yeah, there you go, Matt. Let's go. <laughs> that is hornier than anything we've seen in the MCU. Other yeah. than that one shot of Valkyrie just kind of humping that gun. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> Ragnarok was a horny movie, but it still yeah. could have been hornier. <laughs> um let's uh also give a point to uh matt you uh i like this idea of white vision being kind of yeah. the um the steward the mr feeny of the young avengers some might say yeah, so mr. You feeny. eddie i'm gonna award you one point for mentioning how kang could be the key to this because oh, i'm yeah. in the that kang was a real theory that was a real actual good yeah. job theory <laughs> but it didn't bring up sex and sex was the oh, answer yeah, it's true you're, it's right, true. you're right you're right accurate yeah, hey <laughs> Um, all right, it's still anyone's game, though, as we head into rogue questions. We have a couple questions. All of you will answer these. Uh, so our first question, Mortal Kombat was the top movie at the box office last weekend. We did a breakdown of it on the channel that you can watch right now. So in honor of Mortal Kombat's famous fatalities, what is the most humane way to rip someone's spine out of their body? Scorpion. <laughs> What's humane? the most humane way? Humane. Oh, humane. Oh, I thought you meant through the game. I'm like, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. So they're so they're so you're you're with the person, all right, and you're cooking with them, and it's just like a fun, cozy <laughs> night at home, and you're like, oh, do you want pasta? And they're like, <laughs> see, that's it. And they're like, oh, you want pasta? Yeah, let's make some pasta. Mm. And so you're like, oh, you start the water boiling. I'm gonna chop these onions or whatever. They're at the stove. They're in total bliss. They're the water's starting to boil. They're just staring into this water, hypnotized. And then you just come up behind them and go, "Kia!" So they don't feel a thing. They're very calm. And uh, then you get to eat pasta after. Okay. But they don't okay. see it coming. It's one way. <laughs> Lull them. Do they? Like, I need to put this into context, okay? Okay. Because. There's very different ways I can answer this. Uh, it, does the person know? Like, are we fighting? Is it like a Mortal Kombat? Where, <laughs> are like, we fighting? Like, are, like I'm like trying to like kill this person, or is the it like you're or am I like taking someone on a date <laughs> to make spaghetti? And then I'm like, that oh, was, that was Marina's context. You have choice <laughs> over your own context. Yeah, okay. you're in Barnes and Nobles. It's the last Doctor <laughs> Phil book. Uh, there you go. That's right. All right. I think I know mine for sure. Okay. Because okay. I I can't rip someone's spine out unless like I guess like. 
I'm defending myself, you know? So like we're fighting, like, you know, we're, we're doing our thing. I'm not a fighter, but I'm doing my best. I'm taking a bunch of blows and I get real lucky. I think of like Shonen anime and I'm like, I just got to really believe in myself and like push stronger, be strong for my friends who are all standing behind me and like they're protecting puppies, you know, cause this guy's trying to like attack some puppies. I'm like, get out of here, dude. So I dig in and I don't fight. And I learn. I remember to like clench my fist uh, and tuck my thumb and I get him right in the jaw. And he's like, and then, and then <laughs> while he's like unconscious, I, I go up to him. I'm like, Hey man, like, it's not cool to try to threaten puppies. Oh I'm going to take your spot. <laughs> so then like you put anesthesia on him. So he's having a good <laughs> fun laugh. And then I, this is getting really dark. And then I, 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 I remove his spine and then, uh, I, I have him wake up and I'm like, there it is. This, you did that. This is all because you have of them you. wake up. Your spine. Oh my god, I'm a bad. I don't person. know if that was any better. That was actually might have been way worse. <laughs> no, I, I'm like, who is, has anesthesia is, somewhere on hand? Yours is that you're a good person, and mine is that I'll betray anyone. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Marina's so is like apparently this. you're not yeah. having dinner over Marina's ever. That's that's all I'm hearing about <laughs> yeah, Marina's. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I would probably have to say the 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 most humane way is to buy them a ticket to Disneyland. Uh, oh, no. You take them to, uh, you know, you, you take them to California Disney, you mm-hmm. show them around, you take them to Pixar Pier, mm-hmm. and you let them know, hey, do you want to get on the Ferris wheel? Mm-hmm. Well, unbeknownst to them, you've been gradually putting lead in their shoes, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, as you walk over to the Ferris wheel, uh, you go around back like, hey, there's a better view over here. You essentially cement their feet to the ground. You put something <laughs> attached to their head to one of the Ferris wheels. You go, you get on the Ferris wheel. You say, I'm doing this for my fen- friend. Pour one out for the homies. Ferris wheel goes. A guy's head goes up, and there goes his neck. Oh, my God. Uh, easy peasy, lemon it. squeezy. That's so great. great. Um, in fact, I have to give Eddie the point there for yeah, the gradual implementation uh, yeah. of yeah. lead. Because it's the closest to the correct answer, which is gradually removing one vertebrae at a time, like Jenga bricks, <laughs> and then and then dispersing them out in the exercise yard, like Andy Dufresne, until eventually oh they're just like a head on their and legs, the- <laughs> looking like that guy from that Ninety Day Fiance or whatever that show is. <laughs> you get a point there. Yeah, I know what yeah. you're talking about. Um, all right, so our second and final road question is: Chloe Zhao won Best Director over the weekend Woo-hoo. for her film *Nomadland*. What is the strangest way this will affect her upcoming MCU movie, *The Eternals*? <laughs> uh, they all get jobs at Amazon. Oh, every yeah, character, Amazon every character employees. starts out with a job at Amazon. They do a reshoot on the Eternals and have them all have jobs at Amazon that don't really critique Amazon that much. I movie. know, right? The answer, they're going to put Frances McDormand in the movie. That's it. <laughs> she's just in it now. She's, yeah. she's going to yeah, be yeah, in yeah. it. She's going to become canon. Uh-huh. Not even as anything, just as Frances McDormand. Yay. <laughs> you said the the weirdest way, right? Or like uh-huh. how would it have the bad way, right? It could yeah. be bad, yeah. I don't want it to be bad. So, <laughs> so I'm good. Why did you ask? I was, I was just making sure. I was just making sure. Okay, you know? okay. All right. I think the maybe the weirdest way is, um, you know... It's gonna it's gonna be a really diverse movie, but then it's just Scarlett Johansson as every single one. Of them. <laughs> all parts are played by Scarlett She's Johansson. Just in all yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Like sorry, Camille, it's Scarlett Johansson. You know? <laughs> oh boy, um, that's the best. So the point actually will go to Marina there uh, <laughs> for for her Amazon point because I think that is the weirdest takeaway from yeah, yeah. Uh, for, from Nomadland, a film that I really loved. Uh, it was great. 
Yeah. Um, which I think makes, I, I think Eddie and Marina might be tied. So yeah. you guys yep. both win and Woo-hoo! you cancel each other out, making Matt our winner, actually. Because <laughs> oh. yeah. oh. that's the rules. Ties cancel each other out. <laughs> it doesn't make that's sense. That's okay. Matt's great. There you go. I will not fatality you guys. I promise. I'll, I'll <laughs> betray anybody as long as like, you I'll, don't I'll tell you what, Matt. Marina's so excited for you. She's going to make you dinner. Yeah, right. oh. Marina yep. makes great spaghetti, so this is great. Yeah, if that was the last fun. meal, you know what? If that was the last meal, I'd be cool. I'd be like, yeah, this is great. That <laughs> is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Thanks to all three of our very nice guests, Matt Acevedo, <laughs> Marina Mastros, and Eddie Villanueva. Uh, be sure to follow all three of them on their various social medias. Support them. Support all their endeavors. The, whatever amazing projects they're working on, because all three are very talented folks. Uh, you can support our channel, but again, by checking out many of our great merch options at NewRockStarsMerch.com. Follow me at EA Voss. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe here on YouTube, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody! Bye! Bye. Bye.